Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Primer. I'm Chris McDonough, your host. And today we're going to be talking about the makeup of a successful real estate agent. We're going to start off with a quote here. And Barbara Corcoran says, handling rejection is 90% of what sales is all about. And the better you are at getting up quickly and not spending too much time feeling sorry for yourself, that's what determines who are the superstars. And what I think she's talking about here is resilience. And resilience is the ability to bounce back after a failure and come back even stronger than you were before. Like most things, resilience isn't something that you were born with. It's a learned behavior or skill. So if you're bringing your focus to this and you're actively working on it, your resilience can grow and strengthen like any other activity that you practice often. So what do we do to work on our resilience so that we can become very successful, not only in real estate, but in our lives as a whole? First, you need to understand yourself and your unique personality. This isn't about being someone that you're not. This is about understanding who you are and figuring out how to get that person to be as successful as possible. To have the ability to truly be yourself is a form of freedom. And unfortunately, there are a lot of folks out there that are just unable to do that. If you can actively practice being authentic, genuine, and cultivating who you are, it's going to put other people at ease and allow them to feel like they can be their true selves when they're interacting with you. And this is going to be something that's going to naturally attract more people and clients to you. So one of the first steps to building resiliency is to recognize your cognitive distortions and confront them head on. Now, a cognitive distortion <laughs> is a story that we tell ourselves that isn't reality. Our emotions are created by language. So the distorted things that we tell ourselves on a regular basis actually become true. And this is something that can be really exciting or terrifying, depending on the types of stories that you're telling yourself. Our brains have no way to differentiate these stories that we tell ourselves from actual reality. So if you're saying to yourself, oh, I can't do anything right, then that becomes true. Your brain believes this and it will help you to collect evidence to support this skewed belief of yours. So instead, why not tell yourself, I'm really good at this. Opportunities are always coming my way. I'm a confident, successful person. So if that's, you don't have to say that verbatim, but if that's the type of language that you're using yourself, then your brain's going to collect evidence to support that reality instead. So do a self-check and take a look at your inner dialogue and what's going on. Have you ever had someone not call or text you back and then you make up some crazy story about why they aren't doing it? And then you get yourself wound up and then they finally respond and all of that stress and worry was for no reason. That was a cognitive distortion. So for example, if you're saying this agent isn't calling me back because they have bad news or they hate me or I did something wrong or they're going to reject this offer, which means I advise my clients wrong and I'm a bad agent and so on and so forth. Stop doing that. 
you're making up stories and then you're believing those stories to be true. And that's not fair. You're putting yourself at a disadvantage. No one told you that you don't have evidence for these things. So when you're telling yourselves these things, check and say, who told me that? And if the answer is no one, then you've made up a story. Now we all do this to some degree. And if it's something that you struggle with, unfortunately, there's not one magic thing that I can say to get you to change the way that you speak to yourself or about yourself to others. It's gonna take some inner exploration, some work, and you have to be the one to do it. And you're gonna have to do the work to get it to stop. And that may mean sitting with some pretty uncomfortable feelings until you figure it out. You can't ignore negative thinking and it goes away. You have to dig deep and really truly consider why is it that I'm telling myself these things? If you give yourself some grace and some gray area to operate in, that's one step towards edging it out. It's not, I'm either perfect or I'm a failure. There's, there's middle ground there. <laughs> give yourself a break, less than perfect, can still be pretty damn good. When you find yourself having one of these cognitive distortions or said another way, spiraling negative thoughts, here are some easy ways to quickly get out of that frame of mind. So your first step here is to recognize that you're doing it. And the more you practice this, the faster you can recognize the path that you're about to go down and you can turn things around faster and faster as you start to recognize it quicker. Your second step is to take three to 10 deep breaths, depending on how upset you are. So if you are at the complete end of distraught, you're going to want to go for 10 deep breaths. If you're a little irritated, three will probably do you good. So these deep breaths you're going to take... This is going to reset your amygdala, which is the fear center of your brain. And it sounds really oversimplistic, but those deep breaths are going to do wonders for you. So our first step, recognize that you're doing it. Second step, we're going to take some deep breaths to reset our amygdala, which is the fear center of our brain. Third, acknowledge how you're feeling. Name it. Think directly about it. I am feeling angry. I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling upset. Write it down on a scrap of paper and get it out of your head and get it out of your body. So much of our culture is trying to drown out any negative feeling and you're replacing it with this overstimulation from the internet and social media and whatever your vice is, whether it's alcohol or gummies or cigarettes, does anyone smoke anymore? I don't know. But whatever you're doing to drown out those feelings, you're not making them go away. You have to address it head on. And that's why our step three is so important. Name it, think about it, face it head on and get it out of your body. Step four, ask yourself, is this true? Is there evidence for this? Or is this a narrative that I've created? And step five, throw that piece of paper away and go do something else that does serve your best interest. So quick recap, to get out of your spiral, 
recognize you're doing it. Take some deep breaths, acknowledge exactly how you're feeling, give it a name and write it down. Four, ask yourself, is it true? Who told you this? Who told you that this was true? Or is this a story that I've made up? And number five, end the cycle, throw away that piece of paper, tear it up, whatever you need to do, and move on to something else. Another way to strengthen your resiliency is to learn how to reframe setbacks to your advantage. Things aren't happening to you, they're happening for you. And often we look back on something that's seemingly negative that turned out to be the best possible thing that could have happened once some time has passed and we're looking at it through a more clear lens. I see memes on the internet that say, thank goodness I didn't get what I thought I wanted. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm talking about here is this you think in the moment using your experience and the best of your knowledge that you know what's best for you. And that's just not how life works. You end up going through things. And in hindsight, that's what builds you. That's what builds your character. That's what builds your personality and the way you interact with the world. And the way you grow is by going through some pretty challenging challenging events and going through some hard times. So even though it sucks in the moment, that's building you up to re help you reach your fullest potential, even if you can't see it in the moment. And with practice, you're going to be able to see these events through that clear lens more in the moment. I'm not saying you're never going to get upset about things. That's not what we're going for here. You need to feel your emotions and use them to your advantage instead of letting them carry you away. But the more you think about things and you slow down in the moment, you're not going to have to wait years to see the positive in the events that are happening. Tony Robbins talks about this sometimes, and he says, when you consider what's funny about this situation, is it going to matter in a week? Is this going to matter to me in five years? Giving yourself that perspective check in the moment will help you on your path to seeing those positive things, even when things are a little bit sticky. So think clearly about why you think this is bad in the first place. What is it that you think will happen? Is there something to uncover there that you need to explore or work on? Why are you so fearful and resistant to what's going on? Great questions to ask yourself as you build a practice of this. Is there a way that this could turn out to be a positive event someday? What can I do to make this positive scenario happen? And how do I turn this into a good thing so that I can celebrate this one day? And once you're out of your head, move back to your checklist of priorities that you've made for your day. Because having a plan for your day or a prioritized list for your week, that's going to give you a place to return to once you find yourself off track, which also allows you to bounce back faster. Now, don't laugh when I say this, but building a healthy prospecting habit is also going to help you build resiliency. It's easier to back, bounce back from a client looking to go in a different direction when your pipeline's full and there are others to channel your energy towards. So if you build a healthy prospecting practice, so you don't 
You always have plenty of potential clients to reach out to and existing clients to love on. You're going to view your work from a place of abundance instead of a place of scarcity. And you're not going to take it so hard or even personally when someone decides to move on or that a deal fell through. Another way to build your resiliency is to find motivation for your work that's outside of money. Having a driver that isn't money is going to help you be resilient. Why are you doing what you're doing? What pushes you to operate in this chaotic, stressful, ever-changing industry? A friend of mine views his work as helper first, realtor second. He has it in his email signature. He says it out loud regularly. And this motivating core belief pushes him. And also it seeps through into everything that he does. It's there in the way he talks to his clients. It's the where there in the way he handles his transactions, the way he writes about his work on social media, everything. So having a really strong and clear motivator is going to help keep you going. And if that driver is strong enough, that money's going to happen as you put in the work. And don't get me wrong, money's important. We all need it. <laughs> but having something that is intrinsic and truly matters to you is going to go a really long way. And the last suggestion I have for you about building resiliency could be the most important. And that's to take care of yourself. It's really hard to be resilient when you don't feel well. Are you getting a good night's sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating real food? Or are you eating food-like products? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you stepping away from your work and devices to take breaks and live your life? Be honest with yourself and start adjusting where you need it the most. And don't try to implement this or any other thing that you read all at once, because that's going to create stress and overwhelm, and you're going to shut down and be right back where you started. So pick one or two strategies that really speak to you and just get started. And then you keep going because continuity is the real secret to success. Thanks for joining me here today on The Primer. I'll see you and speak to you next week. Have a great day. Thank you.